Hello world and welcome back to Tea Time. We are four friends with very opinionated thoughts about anything and everything. So grab a snack, relax, and we will provide you the tea. On today's episode, we will be talking about a hot new movie, 365, and responding to some advice requests that our listeners sent in. Let's give our listeners some tea to sip on. Be careful, it's hot. of Be Careful It's Hot. Um, Before we get started on 365DNI and some advice requests you guys sent in, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to some new friends we've made. We've been trying to branch out and talk to other podcasts. Um, So we met a new podcast called The Single Girls Chat and their podcast covers three single girls from Chicago and their perspectives on all things dating and relationships. They've gone over topics such as first dates, bar etiquette, and deal breakers, and they also interview their guy friends from time to time on their quest for love. Uh, so go check them out on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, the podcast is Single Girls Chat, and be sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Single Girls Chat. Um, but now, let's get into 365 DNI because that was an adventure. That was an emotional journey that I was not anticipating on. It was just a lot. To kind of give some background, I guess if um, our listeners haven't seen the movie, it's like a, it's a Polish movie. And it kind of talks about basically this man, Massimio, I think that's how you say it. And he's part of this like Sicilian mafia. And he basically... um, kind of kidnaps this girl that he's like interested in because he's seen her once and basically gives her an ultimatum of you're gonna fall in love with me and be in a relationship with me in 365 days and if you don't then I'll let you go and you can go back to your normal life so that's kind of like the background yeah it was interesting because I think Richie you showed us a TikTok And it was just, it blew up on TikTok because of this one scene where where he literally, like, she's walking away. I guess they were in a shower, and he just literally grabs her by her neck. By her neck. Like, oh my god, the grab was so intense. It it looked insane. I literally was not even expecting it. He was, like, about to pick her up and, like, just twist her. It was just intense. It was so intense. It was horrifying, and I remember at the time, uh, you had said that it had blown up in kind of a way where all the girls on TikTok were just like, oh, wow, that's kind of hot. And I think they were just focusing on the attractiveness of the male, but they were forgetting the crucial detail of the fact that she could have died. She's been choked. (laughs) Like, what? Right. It was just, I don't know. There was this, like, weird, okay, like, TikTok has a lot of um, viewers, And I guess, like, the audience I was really interested was, like, younger girls. And all of them were like, oh, my God, this is so, like, hot. And I was just like, um, that's, like, pretty intense thing to see when you're, like, I don't know, like, growing up. Like, I don't, like, I don't think I saw, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and stuff, all those kind of movies didn't come out till like, way later. So, like, to see that on TikTok, I was just like, um. Yeah, it was weird. And I think it had blown up in March or something and it only recently came to Netflix like a week or two ago and so my thing was it wasn't on Netflix or anything so how are these girls finding this movie right like I'm so confused because like 
I think they put it on Netflix because there was such a high demand for it afterwards because the movie kind of blew up after it was put on TikTok. I feel like like a lot of people internationally started talking about it. Like I don't know if it was popular in um Italy and like Europe in general and like the area, but in America I don't think it was very like popular until TikTok happened. The trend happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was actually trending at number one. It's still in the top ten on Netflix, and it's Ooh, been like that really? for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's been, my God. <laughs> it's been two weeks. It's been top ten the whole time, usually in the number one or number two spot. So I was, like, interested in seeing, like, reviews for it. So I went on, like, Rotten Tomatoes, and I was like, I wonder, like, usually that's what I go to to see, like, what the critics are saying. It got a 0% by, like, the reviewers, and the audience rated it 32%, which I, t- I honestly, if I were to rate it as a percentage, um, it would be probably, like, 0.5%. I would rate it a zero. <laughs> Literally. Like, Ugh. I'm sorry, um, if you want to pay, no, if you want to, if you want to watch high-budget porn of just some guy who is just going around and just like sexually harassing this lady and she he's putting her in this kidnapped state and he just flounced his money and we're just supposed to expect that she falls in love no honey that's stockholm syndrome (laughs) it's like literally stockholm syndrome so like me um joanne and cushy actually watched it together on uh basically netflix party and uh, Raj B is the only one that hasn't seen it yet, so we're basically gonna break down the juiciest parts for Raj B. Um, mentally prepare yourself, I would say, because I don't know how I feel about this. It's so intense. Like you would not expect how intense it got because I walked into that movie knowing that it was gonna probably be kind of like Fifty Shades. Um, it was not. The main thing that really was the different was the the yacht scene. Oh my god, that was so graphic! I don't even think you could fake that. No, I honestly don't think. Like it honestly looked too real, and I was just like, "Is this? What are we watching at this point?" Because it was very like it was so prolonged. I think it was like at least three minutes, and it's just them on the entire. just Just, going at it just going at it in all the angles everywhere like they had a drone literally get drone shots oh god so mm. it just felt so unnecessary and they did that for all the sex scenes they would just have these random ass drone shots like none of the movie had drone shots maybe like uh in the beginning when they had like like, showing the scenery of the area, but only scenes that had drone shots were those intense, like, sex scenes. And I was just like, um, is this necessary? And also, like, the whole movie, awkward to watch because, like, you don't know if this is consensual because it's not clarified. Because this woman is kidnapped, essentially, and afterwards, it's just, like, him being like, I'm gonna, like, do whatever now. And it's just... It's so strange. I really don't think it was consensual because um, I remember when he first kidnapped her. So he actually sedated her and he had taken her. And there's so many scenes of her being sedated and just waking up. And then she just freaks out, pulls a gun on him. And it was just like, what are you 
what is happening right now and then there's all these moments where she's like half seems like she's into him half not and there was that one scene oh my gosh where he like took her into his hotel room and locked her in and made her watch all of that and then licked her without her consent so creepy like he set up this whole um hotel room to basically physically restrain her on the bed and make her watch him get head and I was just like it was so graphic number one and number two the whole time she was just chained up and it was like there was no conversation going on it was just like things just happened I feel like they maybe spoke a hundred words total yeah I don't think they spoke to each other I can't remember a significant conversation they had it was just Cushy, what did you think? Because I know as an innocent person, you going through all that was probably traumatic. It was so traumatic in general, but Cushy would go in. Honestly, I have no words. Like, I know it's a book series and I've read Fifty Shades of Grey. And like, that was very descriptive. Like, that I can understand. But like, the fact that people thought this movie was like, extremely good. Right? Has me disappointed. I'm like, y'all have no taste. Right. Like, I couldn't barely pay attention to anything because like I hated the acting I'm sorry but like the actors are attractive as hell Mm -hmm. but their acting skills subpar this is true like I hated it to me there wasn't really any chemistry either like yeah the guy was hot and so we could all be like oh yeah the guy's hot and she was hot too but like I don't think two hot people automatically makes it good chemistry and then it just, I just could not get past the whole like forced sexual thing and how like she jumps off the yacht to escape him. He saves her. And then in that moment, she's like, oh, you saved me. All right. Now I'm in love with you. Let's fuck all over the there, boat. There is actually an issue with that. The whole kidnapping. I'm going to fall in love with you thing. Like, why is this a thing? Why why is this okay? Right, and why, why are we like, why is it continued in so many movies? Like why is this a normal theme in so many movies? I think it's just really disturbing how these non-consensual fantasies are so prevalent. It's like why do you think that's so attractive? Like it's actually really terrifying if you think about it in real life. Like you're not consenting to, to that at all. Like just because you're attractive doesn't mean that you should just get a free pass into harassing people. Yeah, and I don't know. As a person, well, Cushy, you said you read like Fifty Shades. Like, what did you feel like was like the biggest like difference between Fifty Shades and Three Sixty Five? Because I feel like a lot of people on TikTok and stuff were like, "Well, it's just like Fifty Shades," and I'm like, "Is it?" Well, Fifty Shades was consensual though, and like that, it was more BDSM, but like, like she knew what she was getting herself into, and even though like. He respected her. Like, I think the issue with this problem was, like, there was no respect for a woman, right. period. He just used her as an object. Yeah, at one point, he was, like, throwing her around, like, just, like, like a fucking, like, toy. And then, like, she's constantly passed out because, like, he's either sedated her or she's, like, passed out because she's seen something traumatic. It's just, like, yikes. It was really weird. And I remember in Fifty Shades, they had like a whole contract where they could say like what they felt comfortable doing and what they couldn't feel comfortable doing. And the whole time, like it was consensual. Now, I'm not going to say that was like a beautiful description of BDSM because I'm sure I've read a lot of articles about people saying how it's like not actually like factually correct. And 
it is still a toxic relationship, but it wasn't nearly as toxic as whatever was occurring here. This was just straight up abuse. And also, do you guys remember that one scene where I guess they had reunited and then she wakes up and she has a wedding ring on her finger and he just he had just put it on, assuming that they were going to get married, but he didn't even ask her. Oh, <laughs> I do remember that when he she like changed her hair and all that. Yeah, um, it was after. Mm, I mean, that was just. I'm glad she left her first boyfriend, but also like, <laughs> oh god, listen, that guy was so gross. It was a potato, just disgusting. Okay, well, I have two questions for you guys. One is number one, the fashion. Did you like it or not? Okay, the girl had taste. Had okay, I'm not gonna lie. Cat. Taste. I loved the clothes, like the whole shopping portion of it all. I was living for that. Right, the wedding dress though was disappointing. Oh yeah, the that wedding was ring was disappointing too. I was like, you did all that to just give that ring? Really? Where'd <laughs> you buy that? Walmart? Get out of here! Right. I mean, I was okay with the ring, but like, it was so plain. It didn't fit her style because she is like really over mm. the top. Like, look at me, look at me, bling bling bling. And then he gives her this tiny ass rock. I was like, that doesn't even fit her personality. You don't even know her and you're trying to marry her? I can't. <laughs> um, and like the second question I guess I would have is, do you think it's appropriate that it's on Netflix and that TikTok kind of allowed it to blow up in such a young community? Ooh, that is a good question because the problem with Netflix, I feel like Netflix originals, they have some sexual content in them. And, like, it's one of those things where I guess it's viewer discretion. And they do have the Netflix for Kids profile. But the problem is I don't think a lot of families really utilize that. And it's not like they're going to know if their kid is really watching that. Because I'm pretty sure when you watch a movie and you finish it, it, like, gets out of your continue watching. So it's not like your parent would immediately know that you've watched that, you know? It is in your watch again, though. But also, like... Apparently, there's a way that you can watch it and then take it off of your watching history. Oh, really? I saw a TikTok about it, so I was like, See, the okay. fact that there are TikToks about it means <laughs> right. that this is a big problem right. that these children are going through. They're just like, oh, shoot, let me watch this pornographic film, but I can't have my mom and dad see it. And it's kind of like, okay, well, think about it. If your parents can't know you're watching it, maybe there's something wrong. Maybe you're too young. Right. I think that's kind of the one of the biggest problems I have with it. Because, like, on TikTok, it blew up in a very young audience. And I was like, this is, like, I get it. Like, it was a joke at first because the whole, like, neck-grabbing scene. But then it eventually evolved evolved into, like, kids watching it. And then it's on Netflix now, so it's very widely available. So I'm just like, yikes. Are we okay with this? Yeah, there was almost no negative TikToks. Like, I think I had searched, and it was just all these young girls going like oh my gosh waiting for my italian mafia daddy to come and get me or like oh my gosh that was so hot when he choked her and it was like are you insane right now like why why like that's not realistic you're she got kidnapped it's stockholm syndrome look it up yeah it's it's a bit questionable um how it like got so popular but also i feel like tiktok doesn't do a good job on limiting trends um in terms of like age i don't know if kushi can agree with me or not on this because i know we both are on tiktok but listen me and tiktok <laughs> i have a very strange relationship with it because i was getting to the weird groups like right 
we're not going there. Like, I did see TikToks about 365 for a bit. It was mostly that next scene. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, the lead actor is attractive as hell. But it's like everyone is only seeing that one portion and they're not looking at the movie as a whole. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that's what... It was like, I don't know. It's like, there was no plot either. So I don't get what people are getting behind. Besides, like... List they're getting behind the porn. That's what it is. It's just high budget porn. And to be honest, Fifty Shades of Grey definitely seems better. Like I know this is off of a book, and the book is probably better, or it does better to some extent. But like from the way that if I'm comparing Fifty Shades and Three Sixty Five, I would rather watch like Fifty Shades. I don't know if you guys have heard, but this is actually a trilogy, and there's talks about making this into a book, a movie two and three. But I read into the summaries, and I think that both of those books are actually more disturbing, and I'm not even sure why that was allowed to be published in general. So in book two, I think basically the end of this movie was that she got kidnapped, and so in book two, they were showing that she gets married to Massimo, and her friend is kind of like encouraging her to go through this wedding. Um, but she's really miserable and she's like basically crying during her wedding reception and she's trying to get out of it. So it's basically like a force thing. Um, and then s- somewhere along the way, like Massimo has this like evil twin who's British. And I think he at one point acts like Massimo and sleeps with her. So that's really manipulative. But then the crazy part happens when she meets this guy named Nacho. And I think he's Massimo's enemy or whatever. Girl. So he could. Nacho. He could. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so bad. So Nacho actually kidnaps her to get uh, Massimo's attention. And again, she gets sedated because that's the only thing these people can do. They just keep kidnapping and sedating her. This bitch really and be during... being put out all the time. My God. I know. And she allegedly had a heart problem. Wait, that reminds me. Apparently, randomly in book two or three, she I think Nacho gives her a new heart. Like, he just randomly found her a new heart. So they can solve that heart problem. I have no words for that. Right? But then it's bad because during the sedation, Nacho actually rapes her repeatedly. And his excuse was, well, you seem to like it under the sedation. And... She was, I think at this point, she had actually fallen in love with Nacho, and she was like, oh, please tell me that was a joke. It, it was fine, right? You didn't, you didn't actually do that. Uh, but he had admitted, well, who would admit to doing that to you? That's so specific. Like, he had to have done it. And so I think book three is really weird. I'm skipping Wait, a lot of the details. dog. Oh my gosh, the fucking dog. Okay. Is that in book two or three? It's in book three. So okay. basically, like, Massimo and Laura, I guess, are separating. And so I think Massimo was, like, trying to win her back. But then he was also sleeping with other girls. So that was super confusing. Um, and then I think they're finally starting to, like, finalize their divorce. But then Massimo sends her her dead dog in a box. And Laura is like, what the fuck did you kill my dog? And then Massimo goes, no, Nacho did it. And she somehow believes it. But here's the thing. Apparently, Laura, when she was running away from Massimo, she got all her clothes and everything. Because, I mean, they were cute clothes. But she just left the dog there. And that's how Massimo was able to get it. 
So Laura gets really mad at Nacho and is like, why did you kill my dog? And then she goes with Massimo somewhere and then Massimo kidnaps her. And for three months, he keeps her in this like dungeon place and he keeps trying to like get her pregnant, I guess, to like save their marriage. And it doesn't work. And then she somehow ends up with Nacho. And I guess they have a baby. I'm hungry now. <laughs> it was like I, I skipped a lot of details, but it was so disgusting. Just why? I why? I truly am afraid of the next movies because I couldn't They can't be, happen. That has to that has to be heavily edited out. It either has to be heavily edited out. I could be wrong, but um didn't Fifty Shades of Grey kind of take its own turn in terms of the movies? I'm not sure. Not really. No, it's like, okay, so I was assuming that they might just kind of do their own thing and not stay true to the books, which I kind of hope they do. I mean, to be honest, none of this should have been published and none of it should have been made into a movie. Um, So for everyone's sake, I hope movies two and three don't happen. But I think because of the commercial success of the first one, they will definitely happen which is terrifying. I really worry about this next generation. (laughs) That's true, because now they have a fan base, too, if you think about it, because, like, because of TikTok. So I'll be interested to see if, like, the second and third movie will be as hyped up on TikTok. I mean, if there are the other movies, and all I pray is that, like, for one, the acting gets better, like, there's that, but also, like, the storyline, it needs so much work. Yeah... Because if they really do stick to the books and stick to the same actors and acting and all that, I'm it, it's going to be a very questionable movie series. I don't think I could get through the other two, same. to be honest. Like it was too much. It's a, it's a no. It's a hard no. Zero out of ten. Yeah. So on that note, uh, Rajvi, would you want to see it? The first movie. I mean, I feel like after all this commentary, like, I definitely need to see it. Not that I'm excited about it, but it's definitely something that, like, you guys have very strong opinions about. So I'm kind of wondering how bad this could really be for y'all to feel like this. Oh, it is so bad. I think I've actually underhyped how bad it is. (laughs) Like, it, it takes a lot for people to have strong opinions. And not that we don't just have them to have them but like I have never heard Joe say zero out of ten like ever in my life so I don't think I've ever said zero out of ten um it's a first for you too so I will update you when I do watch yeah but on a side note and kind of getting into some of the questions you guys sent in one of the questions someone sent in was how to end a toxic relationship and I feel like this is a perfect segue Now, I think the question was more in terms of like friendships or relationships, but I figured this was a good segue into getting to some of your listener questions. By the way, we'll be doing this intermittently, um, so send them in. You can DM us or send them in at tiny.cc slash be careful, it's hot. So does anyone have any thoughts on this question? Okay, so there is this one story that I had read on like, I think Instagram or something where the girl was like, I found him cheating, this, that, and the other. So instead of making it a big deal, I literally took myself out of the equation. And I think that was really smart on her part because she's like, I walked in and then like, he didn't see me, but I saw them. So I literally took all my shit, changed my phone number, changed 
you know, like gave him, left the key on um, the dining room table. And then I walked out and never spoke to him again, blocked him on all social media, like kind of just ended it because there was no point in me wasting my breath and I didn't need that mental stress. You know, sometimes the best answer is just a clean cut, just cutting people off. Yes. Sometimes what you just need. I feel like uh, recently I had to cut off someone in my life um, because they were kind of being toxic. And one of the biggest things I learned because of um, my friends that kind of helped me through the process was um, to kind of identify points also if you are about to talk to them about it and about to confront them is to definitely have um, notes on why you are at the point of cutting them off and also keeping all emotional stuff out of it and trying to keep it just strictly to the points that led you to um, having to cut them off. I think that was great advice. Yo, y'all, I've literally, like, in the past, if I, like, have a confrontational, like, discussion that I need to have, I've had a, I've had a bulleted list in front of me. Like, these are the points we're going through, and if I don't get answers on them, there's no fucking way. Yeah, just to really piggyback off of that, one thing I will say is in any toxic relationship, I'm not going to say there's going to be one completely innocent side. So first, try to evaluate if you've also done anything that's toxic Um, because none of us are perfect. And I mean, there are some instances where like the other person is truly toxic and they've treated you like shit. Um, But I think in ending a relationship, it's good to see in yourself, like even if you were that so-called good party, maybe things you could have done better. Like maybe you could have communicated more on things that upset you or maybe you just needed to set better expectations. So not trying to victim blame, but just say like, look at things that maybe upset you and then use, again, use the specific examples that have upset you and the other person, have that bulleted list. And yeah, my go-to is always, if they use an emotion for an excuse, I don't care. I'm not going to listen to it. I am going to go into a conversation knowing the exact end point of what I want. And so I'm not going to initiate any sort of conversation with ending a relationship or talking about a problem unless I know from the beginning that I'm willing to fix it if they do X, Y, and Z, or if I'm sure that it's done. So I'll have my points. I don't really care about the excuses at this point. I won't care about any emotions. It'll just be strictly, look, I don't think this is going to work out. Um, these are some reasons why I'm upset, wish you the best, but I don't think this can be fixed. Um, you know, they will obviously try to fight back on that because no one wants to be labeled as toxic, but if you've decided that it's not worth it for you and that it's really stressing you out that much, like you just have to let it go no matter how hard it is for you and just really try to avoid being emotionally manipulated, even though it's really hard in the moment. Um, one thing I'd like to add to that is like, one thing that I always do, and I I notice that I've done it because a y'all pointed out, and b it's just very like obvious that I do it is that even when I'm breaking up or whatever, like ending the friendship, this that and the other, like I apologize for anything and everything that I could have done in the past, present, or future to hurt them, right? So that way, like they understand that it it wasn't just a like rash decision, like it's something that like you've definitely thought about, you've thought through the consequences. Like it's not just something that you're waking up and realizing because you've evaluated your side of the story too. Right. I think it's one of those things where it's kind of a serious decision to make. Like you can't just like end a friendship because you don't like 
something stupid like the way they dress or something like it's got to be something legitimate um but also remember that you life is short and you are not entitled you're you're not expected to spend time with people you don't care about i mean obviously this is going to be more difficult if you have someone that's a family member or someone that's like deeply embedded in your life maybe through like a large friend group or you work with this person like those are going to be a lot harder to break apart um but in general like if someone is causing you stress and anxiety and you can't deal with it you shouldn't have to deal with it so you should be able to cut it off now if they are really deeply embedded in your life that's going to be a whole different question and answer um but for the most part like you've just got to be upfront with what you're feeling and just upfront with what you expect whether you're willing to repair it or if you're just saying hey let's just be cordial i don't want to continue this relationship as it is definitely um and then one of our next questions that one of our um friends and listeners sent in was how do you guys stayed entertained during COVID and being quarantined and all? Listen, I have probably picked up so many hobbies that I, first of all, cannot afford anymore, <laughs> let alone make time for. I have finally gotten back to painting, um, picked up the guitar again. I started reading again. But I've also been banned from baking because that is all I've been doing. Banned from baking? Oh my. I've been banned from baking. I can only bake once a month now. Um, you can always ship, you know, to different states. Like, we do accept. I was going to say, I will come by. Listen, I want to bake. I need to bake. Am I allowed to bake? Yes. No. Yes. We say yes. <laughs> I support this. I need y'all to come eat. Then. I support you. Christopher. I need y'all to come eat. Bet. Let me know when. Also, to all of our listeners um Kushbu is an amazing artist so if you guys ever want like art classes like let us know she will do like a ignore her excuse you no she's so talented no we I've had an idea of even like possibly doing an Instagram live and we can have like a wine and paint night that would be so cute and like, right I like honestly it would be a pleasure learning from her. So, like, if y'all want it, let us know. We'll make it happen. Just think. And uh, speaking about painting, um, because of Kushboo, she sent me a TikTok once of, um, I think, Paint by Numbers. I don't know if y'all have seen them, but it's basically, like, a puzzle painting where everything is numbered and uh, there's colors coordinated to each number. So then you have to basically paint it. And it's been so tedious, but I feel like that's been really helpful during quarantine. Oh my gosh, yes. I've always wanted to do a paint by numbers. So you recommend? Highly recommend. I got the um, painting of Van Gogh, Starry Night, and it's so tiny, but I love doing it. It's really, it's good. I like it. Would you say it's therapeutic? Oh, so therapeutic. Like, it's really calming because I just listen to music and then I just get my tiny brush and start doing it. And then I was reading the description on Amazon and it was like great for kids and people with dementia. And I was like, honestly, both are me. So it's fine. We're doing great. I'm dead. Um, I've watched so many Netflix shows that I don't know how I'm going to sustain once COVID is over because like once all the new seasons come out and then I have to catch up with everything that I've started, like I might have to self-quarantine just to make up for the shows. Ooh, what's a show you recommend? Like one uh, show you would Money like Heist, hands down. So it's the Spanish thriller where they go and like rob 
um, the federal, like the Federal Reserve, essentially of Spain. And then there's like one where they rob the bank, one where they rob like the Federal Reserve. And oh my God, every, so I started with my mom on this. So every night, like to pace myself, because each episode is one hour. Um, we watch like two every night or whatever. And um, I'm yelling and screaming at the TV. Like I am so invested. So that one, one of these people gets hurt or like, you know, somebody gets shot at or like somebody starts bleeding. I'm like in tears and like crying and like yelling at the TV and like, it's intense and it is so good. Guys, it is so good. I, you have to watch it. I really want to give it a try. Do you ever feel like um, it being in Spanish or having subtitles? like? No, so there's a dubbed version, an English dubbed oh. version, and it is spot on. Like there are very few discrepancies that you'll be catching. So it's so much easier to understand. And um, I literally just yell at the TV every night because... Big set. I'm about to start that tonight. Yes. And then Lucifer. Um, the last season is kind of slow, um, and I got recommended this, so this was good. And then, oh my god, like guys, I've seen so many shows; it's so bad. Um, <laughs> Lucifer, I do vouch for. Lucifer is really good. How do you guys fe- feel about um, was that Carol Baskin? The whole series, what's it called? The the Tiger Woman. Oh. Tiger King? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, my gosh. That was a whole thing. For one, Carol Baskin's husband was murdered. Still stand by that. Is it, like, recommended? Like, should I start that? It is so good. It is so much drama. There's so many plot twists that happen. Oh, great. Okay. It's one of it those things good. where there's been so much drama even after it aired. Damn. Yeah. Like, it's still ongoing. Okay. It is the craziest documentary I've ever seen ever. Y'all, and, oh, um, Jeffrey Epstein's is also really good. That one's good too. And then Grace and Frankie. Oh, I've been watching that. Grace okay. and Frankie. Let me tell y'all. Holy shit. So the whole plot of the story is that Grace and Frankie's husbands own a law firm together and they fall in love. Okay. So they divorce. They get divorced at 80. And then the husbands end up together and the wives, so after like post-divorce or like during the divorce or whatever, the wives move into like their beach house, their co-owned beach house, and they are like miles apart. Okay. And so they eventually start a vibrator line for people with arthritis and like senior citizens. So they start this new venture and then they essentially go into like a porter potty, like portable toilet type situation and it is so funny like because one is the uptight like corporate you know like up-to-date professional and the other one is like pure hippie and so it's their story and it is gold it is gold it is comic gold listen fuck 365 this sounds way better (laughs) like netflix party we could totally watch this it was yeah i'm down um and then another show is Selling Sunset. Um, it's the realtor, and then they everything they sell is like on Sunset Boulevard in um, California. And there is just so much drama, and it's like catty. But then you're looking at like forty million dollar homes in California, and you're like, one day, someday, maybe. But it's definitely a dream building show. Those are definitely some good shows. Um, so one of the next questions we got were thoughts about khakis. I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not. Wait, I, I think honestly, listen, 
boys wear khakis because they're lazy and they don't want to style themselves. They don't want to think about the styling efforts of wearing normal pants, different colored pants, different mediums, anything. You know what? They just think they can throw on a pair of khakis and think that's fashion. Let me tell you, it is not. It is just lazy. Did I mention lazy? It's it's lazy. And it just doesn't look good. It's not really that flattering for most people. You can use it in certain environments, but my gosh, get a different material. Get a different color. Do something. Try to innovate your fashion at all. It is not fair that women have to constantly change up their styles and boys can think they can just get one pair of khakis and call it a day. That's it. That's my hot take. Damn. I am I I agree with you. Khakis are definitely like they're they're V comfy, but I feel like I only would wear them in a professional environment. Like I don't think you would catch me in khakis like outside like going to the movies or something like that. But I feel like what is even worse than khakis is cargo shorts. I stop. I can't. I truly would jump off a building if like if I had to wear cargo pants cargo shorts for like the rest of my life or something were you about to say kroger shorts stop i can't speak sometimes i mean listen you probably can get <laughs> khakis and cargo shorts at kroger oh my god i'm dead um you what... know what's even worse oh god because i know something that's worse than all of that those pants that boys would wear where they would like zip up like you could zip stop. off the I bottom and they would be shorts what the fuck was that dude it was a phase in middle school i swear why did everyone have those it was richie did you just say you still have them i don't have i don't have them i used to have them i wore them in middle school man those were the bomb like listen you know how stupid it looked when like the boys would go out on on the playground and just unzip half of their pants like what are you doing no just decide what you are are you shorts or are you but pants? once you unzip do you have to like carry around the bottom half yeah they would just throw them and then the bottom would just be like on the mud or something and they'd be like i don't care so what if you lose them what if you forgot it then exactly what if you lose it or forget it no listen i will explain listen listen they were amazing because you know in the especially in the springtime it's hella cold in the morning so you gotta wear pants but then after recess, it gets to like 90 degrees all of a sudden and then you're sweating your balls off and you're like, you know what? I wish I had shorts. Guess what? You just have to unzip the bottom of your pants and guess what? You have shorts. But like imagine if tights had like zippers on them and we could like unzip our tights and take them off and make them shorts. That's stupid. I wouldn't wear it. I would not wear it. That looks that looks so ugly. And listen, the cuts are not flattering for those zip pants. They're really baggy yeah. and it looks just disgusting, like kind of like a cargo short kind of not and they were in weird colors too would i wear them again no were they good for middle school hell yeah they were definitely like the go-to for middle school listen you know what was good in middle school when everyone would wear those stupid branded shirts i'm one of them so don't come at me of like aeropostale abercrombie hollister like everyone was wearing that it was just gross we were all just walking advertisements for those three stores yeah. All because we wanted to say, oh, look, I shop at the cool store, too. It's not even cool anymore. All of them have basically gone out of business. So who's laughing now? 
Yeah, they all have, like, declared bankruptcy, and also they had a lot of, like, racial profiling um, issues because they would hire only, like, very specific people, and they got into a lot of hot water because of that, and they had to do a lot of rebranding because of that, too, so yikes. Guys, do you remember at Hollister, or was it Abercrombie, you would walk in there, I would get a migraine sometime from the amount of cologne that Hollister. they were spraying? Oh my gosh, what was the point of that? It was so aggressive, and it was so dark, probably because they didn't want you to see the clothes. Oh my god, like, it was Hollister. I remember just walking by it. I never went in. I could not go in. My nose literally just, I just turned into just like sneezy from Snow White as soon as I walked back. Apparently, like the um, current like brand that is very controversial is like Brandy Melville because they're very, <laughs> they're very specific. Uh, they target a very specific audience. So it's like big yikes. Do you know what they do? They only have one size for their clothes. And the size is probably like a size zero or two. What? Yeah, they don't sell any other sizes because they're kind of just like, well, our target clientele will fit into it. Oh my. So, yeah. That's, that's why I hate so them. bad. Um, one of the next questions we got was advice about college and what we had wished we'd known before starting college. I'm just going to say it. I, I don't even think this is a hot take, but it might be. You do not have to be pre-med. I promise you, you do not. For all my Asian and other listeners out there, you don't have to be pre-med. Because when I walked into UNC, I was one of them. Everyone and their mom was pre-med. We all were just like, ah, oh, we're going to be pre-med. And we're going to take all the science classes. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Oh, and we're going to kill it. And then you actually realize how rough pre-med is and how rough those classes are. And you're kind of just like, wow, am I just doing this for money? Because there are much easier ways to make money. Also, I think one of the big things is, like, go out and actually have fun. Don't don't be dragged like I was to everything. You're welcome. <laughs> like, um, and also to actually find a couple of good friends that you'll have fun with, regardless of everything. I think piggybacking off of that, like, to know that everybody does change. Like, if you're close to them, it might take you more time to realize, but your college experience definitely does shape you. So you can't like don't hold on to something so tight because pe- everyone changes. I think also side note or I guess similar note since you are changing so much like you're going to outgrow certain relationships like you might make keep some of your high school relationships but like some a lot of them are going to be different cuz you've grown up in a different spot like now you're in an area where you're not forced to see the same people 5 days a week like you can find your group you can find your niche So I think now is a perfect chance to really just branch out and try to figure out who you are. Now, I'm not saying you have to figure out who you are in college because there's so much growing you can do outside of college. But then also with your major and everything too, like a lot of people think that your major defines your life. And I can tell you right now, it does not define your life. It's really not that deep. So take classes and do things that actually interest you, not because you think it's going to look good later. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Uh, Doing things that you actually enjoy doing, connecting with people that um, you really have a connection with um, and not just like are trying to fit in with the right people you think you should fit into. And I think the biggest thing is also getting experience outside of college. I mean, like having jobs and experiencing things outside of uh, just your major and like going to like um, 
I don't know, a woodworking group or something, something like random that you probably would have never um, expected to do to kind of like, you know, push yourself outside your comfort zone. And that kind of really um, helps you develop as a person and develop new relationships that you might have not developed. And sometimes doing things alone is the best way to experience something. Like just go to a random class, do a random thing like by yourself and you'll realize like if you like it versus how your friends are reacting to it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, um, this is something I did in college, actually, but I think I implemented this starting my sophomore year, but every semester, I would try to do my normal requisites for my majors, but then I would also try to take one class for fun, um, just in something that was totally random and something that I could learn something different in, and sometimes I figured out, oh, maybe I actually liked the subject, and other times I was like, oh, I'm actually not that interested in that. Um, so just having one thing that you're doing purely just because you're interested in it and it's not because your friends are into it. Um, I thought that was really useful because I feel like I, w- I had a really well-rounded education because of that. Yeah, I definitely think um, taking those random classes that you might not have needed to is just a real way to grow. Because I know at our university, we had a bunch of random classes that I wish I had taken. Like there's a dog walking class. Um, there was like even a cooking class that you could take and like a wine tasting class. So there's like a lot of opportunity to like grow in random areas. So yeah, definitely branching out to things you wouldn't do normally. So uh, one of the next questions we got was, um, what is the nicest thing someone could compliment you on about? Oh, wait, that's so cute. Um, I think for me, I obviously... I mean, I think looks are always always something that's nice to be commented on because, like, who doesn't want to be pretty? Like, who doesn't want to be seen as attractive? But for me, that doesn't actually mean too much. What I think the nicest thing someone could compliment me on is something that I do have control over, like, my personality or, like, the way I treat people or, like, that I'm hardworking or just something that might be out of the ordinary or, like, not something that I'm typically comment- complimented on. Like, something that shows that, like, you've seen who I am as a person and you like something about me that is good or maybe something that's contributing to I think um a nice compliment personally would be um if someone enjoyed my cooking or like some skill I had um I think that would be really something that would value or just like if someone told me I was funny that would be great but you know I already know that so it's fine you're not funny (laughs) I know I'm gonna go cry now well, personally, I don't take compliments of any kind. Well, like, I physically want to throw up or, like, You're so beautiful. Run away. I love you so much. What would I ever do without I'm you? Leaving. Bye. Y'all not hearing from me again. Like, I absolutely hate compliments. Like, I don't know why, but they're not my thing. But I, as weird as it is, I do like compliments about my hair because I have a love-hate relationship with it. Okay, Ariana Grande hair. (laughs) Yeah, I do like compliments about my hair. And sometimes if I I happen to like what I cooked and someone compliments me on it as well, then that's fine. But usually I always have an issue with things I make anyway. So like... Honestly, I completely feel you on that. But if I'm cooking with someone, like usually me and Krishbu sometimes would cook for our friends. And after we've like served everyone everyone's got their food when we sit down we just look at each other and we're like we did that i feel like that's 
the highest. That's one of the best feelings. Just that is so a good. high. It really is. And the fact that everyone enjoyed it. We may not enjoy it. That's fine. But as long as everyone else did, then that's okay. Yeah, like seeing everyone else's reactions and being like, oh my god, it's so good. I'm just like, yes, we did it. Um, so one of the other questions we had was kind of going off the one we had about college, but it was like, um, what did they not tell you about life after college? And what is something you would you wish you knew that um, about life after college? Finding your place in the corporate world is not always the best solution. Like you don't have to graduate and go into a job just to make enough money to sustain because then you're not really living. You're just a robot. Honestly, I think one of the best things you can do is actually take a break after college. Like if you don't know what you want to do, then figure it out. Like travel. I think when I took a break, I did travel for a bit and that was a lot of fun. Like that was a good break from everything. Because eventually you do go back, like you go back into the adult world and like it gets harder. Well, as someone who did enter corporate America a month after graduation, I will say if that's something you want to do, like you wa- you know what you want to do and you feel like you need to get a job, I would say please apply to jobs that you genuinely would be interested in doing. Don't just apply to a job because it has a nice salary or that you think it'll look nice on your resume. Like do things you actually want to do. I'm all for taking some sort of gap year to travel or do whatever you want. Um, but I also want to say um, it's hard <laughs> to meet friends outside of college, to be honest. Um, with working, I was lucky in that I was hired with a lot of people that were my age. Um, but sometimes you enter a company and everyone there is like 35 plus and it's harder to find people that you relate to. And if you move out to another city, you might be all by yourself and you suddenly have to handle bills and responsibilities and you have to be like, what's a 401k? What's a credit score? Um, So kind of learning about some of that before you go out into the real world is always useful. Um, I will always advocate for um, taking charge of your finances and making sure that you're good to go there. Um, But yeah, just taking that break and trying to see what's best for you like definitely do not feel like you have to be pressured to get a job um take breaks but don't get burned out um because that's really easy to do yeah i definitely think um taking time for yourself is important if you need it and if you do find yourself in corporate america i think that's great especially if um that's something you love doing and that um, you're invested in growing into and advancing in but i think one of the biggest pieces of advice i could give even after college Um, is to never compare yourself to anyone else's progress because um, everyone else, everyone grows at their own rate and their own time and everyone's timeline and um, stories are completely different. So I know sometimes it's easy to compare yourself to anyone. So I think um, just realizing that um, everyone is doing life at their own pace and it's okay to not be doing something that someone else is someone else might be doing but yeah um one of the next questions we got was um i think referring back to one of the podcasts we had and our thoughts about olive garden because i don't think i think a lot of people still have questions if we still feel so highly um, about olive garden all right here's my thing a lot of you may have just seen that clip we posted on instagram and it just makes me look like this olive garden hater I don't hate Olive Garden. I don't hate fast food. I eat a lot of fast food in general. 
But you have to think if you're entering into something new with someone or you're doing, you're meeting someone new, do you really want the first impression to be at a chain restaurant with laminated menus, frozen foods, and just lackluster customer service? Like, is that what you really want? Microwaved food? If that's what you want, go for it. That If you want to start your relationship out that way, go for it. But think about the tone you're setting and think about the standards you might be having for yourself. Because in my opinion, and this could be a hot take, I think you're setting the standards low. And I'm not saying that, you know, it has to be some like really expensive date. Like just do anything else. Just try to at least be creative. Do something beyond the normal corporate stuff. Do something different. What if, okay, hear me out. What if they, they're like, yes, we're going to Olive Garden for a first date. But what if they bought out the whole Olive Garden and it's just you in this amazing, cheap, fast food restaurant? I'd be pretty impressed by that. <laughs> I wouldn't be because I think that we need to support local businesses. But also, if you can buy out Olive Garden for a night, then um, couldn't you like go to a better place? Like, Fine, fine. But I'm still going to Olive Garden regardless to get some breadsticks, period. Oh, I love their breadsticks. And yeah, their like, salad. <laughs> like, you know, if you if you take it for what it is, frozen breadsticks, not fresh salad, like, yeah, go there. But don't go there on Why a first date. Why you always got to bring the frozen in, man? I'm trying frozen. to enjoy these breadsticks. And you throwing out that frozen. Breaking my heart. Honestly, frozen. I'm going to cry. To be honest, some days I would rather have a frozen meal than cook. Oh, oh my God. This is- Listen, sometimes we're in the mood for garbage. That's <gasps> totally fine. We don't need to be eating Michelin star meals every day. Sometimes I want garbage. Sometimes I want things that I know are kind of gross. Like little Caesars? Yeah, exactly. Like, do is it good for me? Do I hate myself a little bit when I eat it? Yeah. Do I know it's wrong? Yeah. But I still eat it. And that's the mentality I have. And you should not have that mentality when you're going on a date. That's all I'm saying. T-T. Um, we don't have much time, but one of the last questions we got were any new TikTok trends that we thought were weird or did not like or did like? I'm looking at you, Cushy. <laughs> Look, I've entered like I keep getting the welcome to these weird TikTok groups. Beans. One beans, of them are boxes. Beans, 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 beans. Like, what is this bean thing? Oh, I, I don't know that one. Like, I don't want to know that no, one. No, it's okay. There's like multiple sides to TikTok, and if you're on Beans TikTok, you're on the right side. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Well. I guess that's the end of this episode of advice-giving. Um, I don't know what to say to that, to be honest. I mean, am I just supposed to watch a bunch of beans grow on TikTok? Why would that be content? Well, if you've but, got a TikTok, Joanne, just saying. This is why I'm not on TikTok. There's so many weird niches. I can't get sucked in. I'm trying to, trying to maintain my dignity. Joe, I feel like if you were on TikTok, you would spend all of your day there. I can't. Nope. I won't. I think you would. I think I think you would surprise us all. And once you got on, like you, we would have the hardest time getting you off. Yeah, you'd be sucked in so far. And- you would be sucked in so far. Joanne guess- would discover a different side to TikTok that we haven't yet. She would. You know what? What side of Joanne or what side of TikTok would Joanne be on? 
I don't know, but I feel like she'd enjoy like all the home remodeling things that people post and like yes. the basic. Yes. Wait, they do that. Yes. Oh, oh and, like, the... the top Amazon favorites, things like that. So okay, I'm not gonna lie. I get into a lot of holes on YouTube. It's so. But bad. like okay, and then the Amazon finds. I think Joe would really like. Hundred percent. And then the um, what is it like the basic life hacks? Like, did you guys know that you have to drain your washing your washing machine? Oh, right. Oh, shoot, really? Like, <laughs> yes, you do, Joe. Well, I really hope my parents are doing that. I didn't know about it personally <laughs> until I watched a TikTok on it. Like, who the hell knew that that was a thing? Like, why would I have to drain a washing machine? Yeah, it. there's some great advice on there about just, like, life. So, like, if you guys think that Joe should get a TikTok, then drop it in our comments, and we will force her to get one, and then we can yes. see what she falls into. Can we do like a like a limit, you know? You know those like stupid tweets where it's like 2,500 retweets and my mom will buy me a soda. We just need one person to comment and we'll be good. And we'll just force it. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> my standards have to be higher than that. We'll say like 20 people. Okay, so on TikTok, if, if we get 20 people to like the thing, you have to get a TikTok. Wait, on TikTok? Yeah. Of course everyone on TikTok is going to be like, get a TikTok. That's the wrong audience. Okay, gotta fine. Be like Instagram or something. 20 people on our next post, when we post about dropping our next episode, if 20 people comment, Joanne, get a TikTok. You have to get it. You have to get it. You have to. Fine. Bet. Okay, game on. I'm scared. Oh, gosh. We to be honest, holes. I'm ready. We love black holes. I'm, re- I'm really nervous. Watch this be one of our, like, top episodes because of that i support i, I support <laughs> Same, i support this all right well thank you guys for listening to this week's episode uh we didn't even get through all the questions to be honest and we are going to keep asking you for questions because we want to answer them again just like i said last time this is my dream to be an advice columnist so please help me fulfill this dream ask the questions uh that's it for today's episode um if you like our show please be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review you can also find us on instagram and twitter at be careful it's hot dot podcast be careful to follow us and thanks for listening and we'll see you for another episode of be careful it's hot